Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Look at me. Here the episode we go. Oh, he's podcast presented by Bedford Sportsbook. It is Friday, February 24th. 2023 people i hope everybody's doing well i hope everybody is having a great day i hope everybody's ready for a little bit of a different friday episode of the aaron tours podcast here is the bottom line okay so there is one big story everybody wants to talk about it i'm a little bit short on time anyway so i figured rather than doing fluff adding a little bit on the back end we are going to spend today's entire friday episode following up on this brandon miller story at alabama It is huge. It is only getting bigger. And there have obviously been new twists and turns since I last recorded. Most notably that Brandon Miller took the court on Wednesday night for Alabama against South Carolina. So we're going to talk about what's new, what has happened, why Brandon Miller played. Should he be playing? Is there actually an argument that he should be playing? Because I think most people on the outside believe that he shouldn't. We'll discuss from all angles. Then we'll take a quick break, discuss What is next for Alabama, assuming that he keeps playing? This is a loaded segment, show, whatever. It's a complicated story, and there are so many different angles. So let's not waste any more time. We're going to spend the entire show talking about the Brandon Miller situation, and let's get right to it. With that said, as I just said, let's get right to it. The topic of the day, and the topic of the day is this ever-evolving Brandon Miller story at Alabama. Okay, we talked about it on Tuesday, but as I just said, there have been new twists, turns, whatever you want to say in the last 48 to 72 hours since I recorded. Um, And this story isn't going anywhere. Right now, it's the biggest story in sports. Um, I don't know if it's because it happened right after the NFL season ended when the NBA was in all-star break, but this story just feels huge. And I'll tell you this, I saw Stephen A. Smith on first take lead his show with the Brandon Miller situation, so it is not getting any smaller anytime soon. The spotlight and the magnifying glass continues to fall on Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So when we last left this story, everybody knows kind of all the circumstantial details, but when we last left this story, I left it on late Tuesday prior to Alabama's game on Wednesday saying that I thought 
that Alabama would sit Brandon Miller for Wednesday's game against South Carolina, and also that he had probably played his last game as a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Nate Oates, of course, on Tuesday made two separate statements. The first court proceeding involving the original uh, alleged murder of this young woman, Jamia Harris, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It had happened Tuesday morning, the first kind of court proceeding. I think everybody knows, but a former Alabama basketball player, Darius Miles, is alleged to have been involved. And so we know there's a court proceeding. And what Nate Oates does not know when he takes the podium, because he has just gotten out of practice, is that there are some very interesting details, most notably that his star player, Brandon Miller, it has come out for the first time, allegedly drove the gun, which was used in the crime, to the scene. Nate Oates makes a statement, not realizing what's out. Nate Oates has his infamous wrong place, wrong time statement. And on Tuesday night, that was when he released the second statement, which again, we discussed on Wednesday's show. We discussed the fact that he said that no other Alabama basketball players were suspects. No other Alabama players had been charged with crimes. But as I said at the time, just because you're not a suspect, just because there are no criminal charges, does not mean that you are not involved and does not mean that you can't be held accountable. And so on Wednesday, Alabama goes to South Carolina and Brandon Miller steps on the court. Brandon Miller plays. Brandon Miller, for what it's worth from a basketball perspective, is phenomenal. And so the question becomes, obviously Alabama is sticking by him. And so to me, I think there's really two questions that we need to spend a few minutes breaking down. One, what changed from Tuesday night when I said that I thought Alabama would never play Brandon Miller for the rest of his time in Tuscaloosa? What changed between Tuesday night and Wednesday when the game started? And then most importantly, should Alabama be playing Brandon Miller and what's next? In terms of what happened from late Tuesday into Wednesday, well, the bottom line is actually nothing really happened. Alabama, since the night of the alleged murder, again, of a young woman named Jamia Harris, this was back in mid-January, they have contended that while one of their former players, Darius Miles, is accused of being involved in the murder, nobody else was is a suspect and nobody else is facing criminal charges. We got a little bit of clarification on what Brandon Miller may or may not have done based on a statement from his attorneys, which I do think, and this is important, this is the first real update since the last time I recorded, this, I think, sheds some spotlight into why Alabama feels comfortable playing Brandon Miller. I'm not going to read the whole statement because I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like seven or 800 words. You guys and girls would be here all day if I read the entire statement. But to give you a quick gist of what Alabama, what Brandon Miller, what Brandon Miller's lawyer's statement said, essentially what the statement said from Brandon Miller's lawyer was pretty straightforward. That yes, Brandon Miller had started the night with Darius Miles and his friend Michael Davis, the two young men that are alleged to have murdered this young woman, Jamia Davis. Darius Miles, according to Brandon Miller's lawyer, left a gun in Brandon Miller's car without Brandon Miller knowing. Darius Miles calls Brand or texts Brandon Miller, I should say, to come pick him up. And then as Brandon Miller is on the way, Brandon Miller gets another text saying, hey, my gun is in your car. Bring that. Make sure that that's there. 
By the time Brandon Miller sees this, he doesn't realize there's a gun there. He's at the scene. The gun is grabbed. And within a few seconds, the entire incident goes off. Okay. And so that is Brandon Miller and his lawyer's version of events. It's certainly a little bit different than what Darius Miles and his lawyers said. Darius Miles, if you go back and, and, and read what came out in court on Tuesday, they allege that Brandon Miller knew what the gun that the gun was on. Brandon Miller, I take that. Darius Miles, his attorneys alleged that they had sent a text kind of insinuating why he needed the gun. But here is the bottom line. That is Brandon Miller's version of events. And I do think there are two lines at the end of Brandon Miller's statement, or at the end of the statement from Brandon Miller's lawyers that I do think are important for this conversation. The, the lines are as follows. All of the events described above, basically everything that I said, are captured on video. There is no dispute about Brandon's activities during this evening. In other words, Brandon Miller, yes, he, he, yes, he drove the car. He didn't know the gun was there. The gun was grabbed by one of the perpetrators. The perpetrators allegedly used the gun, blah, 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 blah. Here is the other important line in terms of this Brandon Miller thing. This is from Brandon Miller's lawyers. Brandon has submitted to multiple interviews to assist law enforcement in further understanding the situation. He has volunteered to have his phone contents extracted as well as the contents of his automobile. He will continue to cooperate as any citizen should who has witnessed a serious incident. Brandon does not own a firearm and has never even handled a firearm. Moreover, he had no knowledge of any intent to use the weapon. And so what I would say, as we look for, that is everything that happened uh, in the lead up to the game on Wednesday. And I do think it became pretty clear when Brandon Miller's lawyers released that statement. I think it became pretty clear that this was becoming a, he said, he said that it was going to become a case of Brandon Miller's lawyer versus Darius Miles' lawyer. One side was going to have one story. One side was going to have the other. And so what I don't want to do now is get into all of the criminal elements of this situation, okay? I don't want to get into, should Brandon Miller be charged with a crime? Will Brandon Miller go to jail? Should he do this? Should he do that? What is his alleged involvement? Blah, 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 blah. That's for lawyers. I'm not qualified to have those conversations. And what is clear is there are certain things that both sides agree upon, but the details are what is in dispute. Over the next couple months, lawyers and judges and a jury potentially will decide what details to believe, which details are fiction, whose version of the story to believe. All of that is going to unfold. I think the question becomes, though, how is Brandon Miller still playing and should he be playing for Alabama? And what I will tell you is that, as I said, on Tuesday's show into Wednesday, Wednesday morning show, I came out very adamantly and said, I did not believe Brandon Miller should be playing a basketball ever again for the University of Alabama. But what I would say is that while I don't think Brandon Miller should be playing, I do think I understand the logic as to why Alabama keeps playing him. And that to me is the interesting part of this. Okay. So let's get into that part because that part is interesting. Now, in terms of should he be playing, should he not be playing? Let me start by saying this. Even if there are no criminal charges, I do believe there is sort of a moral responsibility here 
from the University of Alabama. We have a lot of Alabama fans that listen to this show. Tuscaloosa is one of our most downloaded cities in America. So I know there's a lot of Alabama fans that listen to this show. But I think most Tennessee fans, most Auburn fans, most Kentucky fans, most UCLA fans, most Texas fans, Texas A&M fans, I think they all probably agree that whether Brandon Miller has been charged with a crime, whether Brandon Miller knew he was transporting a gun that was going to be used in a criminal situation. I think both, first of all, it's clear from both statements that as of right now, both sides seem to agree that Brandon Miller did transport a weapon that was ultimately used in a murder. Now we can argue, did he know? How much did he know? This, that, the other thing. What cannot be disputed is that he brought that gun to the scene that eventually led to the murder of Jamia Harris, it was allegedly the gun that was involved, right? And so if that's the case, then I'll be honest. Whether he's been charged with a crime, whether he is a criminal, I don't think he should be representing the University of Alabama. That's just my personal opinion. I think most people that are not close to this in the University of Alabama kind of ecosystem probably believe the same thing. Because at the end of the day, this is still a university and you are still representing not only the university, but every alum, the city of Tuscaloosa, the state of Alabama. And what I would just say, and maybe I'm on a moral high horse right here, but I was thinking about this. I am a UConn alum. And I've been thinking about this. How would I feel if a star player on my basketball team was alleged to have brought a gun to a scene of a crime that was eventually involved allegedly in a murder? I don't think I'd want him on the court for my team. You can agree. You can disagree. You can say I'm full of crap. That's how I personally feel. And I think that's how most people personally feel. If it was your school, I don't care how good he is. I don't care if there's a national championship at stake. That's probably not who I want representing my university. With that said, though, I have done a lot of thinking about why Alabama continues to play him why Alabama has drawn the line in the sand and said, we are sticking by this guy. And I will say that while I don't know that I agree with the decision, I do understand why Alabama decided to do this. And let me explain why. And and this is maybe the most important part of everything that I've said so far. I tried to give you some background. I tried to give you some context. Now this is my personal opinion on whether Alabama as a basketball program should be playing him. I said, I don't think they should play him, but I understand why. And here is why, because I think we spent when all of this information came out on Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday night, into Wednesday morning, we spent all day Tuesday and all day Wednesday saying, should Alabama play Brandon Miller? Well, here's the thing. The decision to play for Alabama to play Brandon Miller actually wasn't made on Tuesday. Excuse me, and it actually wasn't made on Wednesday. The decision to play Brandon Miller, you know when that decision was actually made? That decision was actually made on January 16th, the day after this murder that was allegedly involving an Alabama basketball player where Brandon Miller brought the gun. Because it was at that moment that Alabama decided they had enough information that Brandon Miller wasn't involved that they felt confident in him taking the court. 
And so I've been, you know, I, listen, I've been asked about this story a thousand times since this happened from friends, family, radio interviews, podcasts, uh, coaching people in the community of basketball. And I've been thinking a lot about Alabama's role in all this. And I keep thinking one thing. We don't live in a world of hindsight. We don't live in a world of coulda, woulda, shoulda, and you get to do life over. But I have been thinking about how if Alabama could do things over, this is what I think they would have done, and this is where I think, outside of the obvious criminal activity that happened, this is where I think they made the mistake. I think they made the mistake waiting and hoping that this information in some form or fashion wouldn't come out during the basketball season when Brandon Miller was still a representative of the University of Alabama. And so when I talk about hindsight, when I talk about Alabama doing things differently, I think if you gave true serum to NATO's to his AD Greg Byrne, and let's be honest, the decision to play Brandon Miller, I'm guessing went above NATO's, went above Greg Byrne, probably to the school president. And my guess is, again, the decision was not made on Tuesday or Wednesday. It was made the day after the murder. And I think if Alabama had to do things over, this is how they would have handled the situation. This is how they would have done things if they could do things over. They would say they would have probably, after the alleged murder involving Darius Miller, obviously Nate Oates spoke to the media shortly thereafter. And I think Nate Oates and Greg Byrne would have sat side by side and they would have made a joint statement that set, that went something like this. I'm going to give Nate Oates and, and Greg Byrne what they probably should have said the day after the alleged murder. They should have said late last night, late Saturday night, there was an unfortunate, tragic incident on our campus. A young lady named Jamia Harris lost her life. As of right now, we believe or we have been told by authorities that former Alabama basketball player Darius Miller and another young man, Michael Davis, are considered the primary suspects and they have been arrested and charged with the crimes. Darius Miller has been removed from the Alabama basketball program. Darius Miller has been removed from the University of Alabama as a student, and he no longer represents the university in any way. At the same time, we have also been made aware that freshman Brandon Miller is a witness to this scene and to this incident that happened on Saturday night. As of right now, Brandon Miller is not a suspect. As of right now, we have no reason to believe that he will be charged with any crimes, but he simply, and now I'm paraphrasing, but to use Nate Oates' words, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Brandon, as of right now, as we understand it, is not a suspect. He is not involved in this crime. He did not commit a crime on the night that Jamia Harris lost her life. We are going to hold him out for a game. We are going to keep him off the court for the time being. He is still a member of the team. We're going to do that out of respect to the investigation by the police. And after the police believe that they've adequately spoken with Brandon Miller, he will be re he will be playing basketball again for the University of Alabama, and unfortunately, because this is an ongoing criminal case, we will not be able to discuss anything else involving this at any time, nor will Brandon. But again, 
Brandon is believed to be a witness. He is not a suspect. He will not, as of right now, as of our understanding, be charged with any crimes. And once he is once he is back on the court for us as the University of Alabama's basketball team, he th- we will not be discussing this matter anymore, but we will believe at that time that the police have done a thorough investigation into everything that Brandon knows about the situation. Again, we apologize. Can't say anymore. Now, listen, was that even a perfect statement from me? No, it wasn't. Me, Aaron Torres. And so I bring it up because that is, I think, in hindsight, what Alabama should have done. Because what they didn't do instead, what they actually, this is what Alabama actually did do. What Alabama actually did do was the exact opposite. They hit it under the rug. They hit it under whatever you want to say. They brush it under the rug and they hope that it wouldn't come out during basketball season. Well, just one problem. It was going to come out at some point and it was really going to hurt Brandon Miller. It was either going to come out during the basketball season and we were going to have this situation that we have. It was potentially going to come out in the spring during the NBA draft process. And it was potentially going to come out maybe even after he was in the NBA. So again, Eventually, at some point, this was going to come out, and I think Alabama made a mistake by not nipping it in the bud when it happened. But to come back to this week, let me just say this. I, again, understand why Alabama has decided to play Brandon Miller, because at the end of the day, once you decided back in January that we were not suspending Brandon Miller, We don't get to live hindsight in real life. We don't get to have do-overs in real life. And once you decided to play him back in January, now you can't send him to the bench. You can't unsuspend him. You can't suspend him, period. Because if you suspend him, here's a couple bottom line facts that are indisputable. If you suspend him right now, if Alabama had done what I had said on Tuesday night, not let him play, never let him play again, here's the bottom line. If you do that, then you're admitting one of two things. Either we messed up at the beginning and he should have been suspended all along, or there's potentially more information coming out that you don't know. And the second that you suspend him, it looks bad for you. It looks bad for your university. It looks bad for everybody involved. And so while I don't agree that he should be playing for Alabama at all, the decision to suspend Brandon uh, Brandon Miller was not actually a decision that should have been made this week. It either should have been made a month ago, but once you ride with it, you have to stick with it because the bottom line is, and let me stop by saying this, and then we're going to push the story forward to what's next for Alabama. One, once, well, let me say this. I heard this week from people, well, I mean, just, just have them sit out the South Carolina game and reevaluate. This is not a one-game situation. This is not a one-game situation type suspension situation, okay? You're either going to put him on the bench and say his involvement is not enough, his involvement cannot be tolerated, or you're going to play him as is. This is not a one-game suspension type thing. Getting in a fight in a locker room is a one-game suspension type thing. Um, uh, You know, missing curfew is a one-game suspension type thing. And so once you decide to play him, you kind of have to. Listen, I've gone on, I've rambled. I don't know if any of that made sense. But what I want to do now, I want to take a quick break and I want to talk about what's next. Because what's clear is Alabama seems intent on continuing to play Brandon Miller. And now the question becomes, what's next for Brandon Miller? What's next for Alabama? What's next for this program on the brink? Going to take a quick break. Be right back. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor. Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred's story started in 1967 in the UK. Over 1,600 shops in the UK have come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of the Cincinnati Bengals, Colorado Rockies, Denver Broncos. And what I love about working with Betfred, nobody does more for their customers than Betfred does. Okay, I've told you before, but I'm going to keep telling you. Cincinnati Bengals games, that Betfred suite is rocking. They had a New Year's Eve into New Year's Day party for the launch of sports betting in the state of Ohio. Shout out to all of you who were there. Obviously, beyond that, there is the Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. We have sent listeners of this show to those tailgates. Colorado Rockies, first pitch at those games. Betfred does more for their customers than anybody, and here is what they are doing. For listeners of the Aaron Torres podcast, okay, it's what you got to do. Bet 50 on any game and new users. How about this? Get up to a thousand dollars in free bets. There are no catches. There are no gimmicks. Here's what you need to know. Bet 50 on any game. You get automatically $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get $200 insurance on your first five weeks as a Betfred customer. So you decided, hey, I'm going to bet this big game, hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. You end up losing it. They're going to insure you for that game. So up to five weeks, up to $200, plus $111 for signing up for Betfred today. You're going to want to do it. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Tell them Torres sent you. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, the Betfred Sportsbook. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. <laughs> I am back. Gonna be back. Gonna be back. Uh, do want to kind of put a bow on this Brandon Miller story. And I I know that opening segment was probably a little bit confusing. Listen, this is a, a nuanced, complicated, ongoing story. I want to make sure everybody kind of understands the nuts and bolts. But then I also kind of want everyone to understand why I believe Alabama continues to play this kid. We can agree or disagree morally and ethically if it's the right thing to do. But Alabama, as a university, and I think at this point it's above Nate Oates, it's probably above his boss, Greg Byrne, has kind of agreed, and maybe it's because Brandon Miller is the best player on the team, and maybe because it isn't. People can debate that. But they've agreed that if no charges are going to be filed, if Brandon Miller is not a criminal in the eyes of the law, then they are going to keep playing him. And so the question becomes, now what's next? Well, I think Brandon Miller at this point, we should probably expect for him to finish out the season. And the same reason we should expect him to finish out the season is the same reason why I don't think he's going to get benched. It's because at this point, no new real information is going to come out. And so why I believe Brandon Miller played on Wednesday, and I think I talked about this a little bit on the Wednesday show before the game, was that once you send Brandon Miller to the bench, there needs to be some sort of new information coming out to basically exonerate and justify you playing him. Well, the problem becomes that's not the way the legal system works. I mean, this crime happened five weeks ago at this point, and the preliminary hearing just happened on Tuesday. So if the preliminary hearing just happened on Tuesday, it means that there is probably going to be no new information that comes out about this case while Brandon Miller is a member of the University of Alabama basketball team. And so what appears clear to me is Alabama is sitting there and saying, and we can agree or disagree on the decision, but they are sitting there saying there are five weeks left in the season. There are no more. This is kind of crazy when you think about it. Alabama basketball has a maximum of 12 games left this season, three regular season games, three postseason games in the SEC tournament, and then upwards of six NCAA tournament games. And so the Alabama athletic department is basically making a calculated risk saying, we don't think any new information is going to come out about this case period. And by the time any new information, either good or bad comes out, Brandon Miller is going to be gone. Brandon Miller is going to be preparing for the NBA draft. Brandon Miller is going to be a professional. So that is why I believe they continue to move forward. There are no criminal charges. And if you send him to the bench, nothing is going to come out to allow you to take him off the bench. So if you suspend him and you say, you know what, we're going to suspend him. We're going to take a deep breath. We're going to think about this. Nothing new is going to come out that allows you to say, you know what? Okay. This piece of information came out that clears him of further wrongdoing. Therefore we're going to play him. So that's why I believe Brandon Miller is going to finish this season with Alabama because there's going to be no new information that changes what we already know. We can agree if he should be playing, we should, we can disagree, but again, To reiterate, if anything, the point of this entire episode, 
The decision to make to play Brandon Miller was made back in mid-January. Nothing really new has come out since. Finally, as far as Alabama's concerned, I will say, strictly from a basketball perspective, and I want to always be clear, I understand that a young woman lost her life on Alabama's campus back in mid-January, and right now, law enforcement believes it came at the hands of two people, one of them a former Alabama basketball player, Brandon Miller drove the gun. So this is not to diminish or dismiss Jamia Harris and her family and her life, but from a basketball perspective, because this is a sports show, we can talk basketball and we should talk basketball. Alabama is going to be fascinating to follow. One, I don't think this story is going anywhere. I said it to lead the show. When I was working out on Thursday morning, first take, Stephen A. Smith led their show with Brandon Miller and Alabama basketball. Now, maybe it's because the NFL season's over. Maybe it's because the NBA is an all-star break. But it's one thing for an Aaron Torres to talk about Brandon Miller. It's one thing for Field of 68 with Jeff Goodman and Rob Douster. Rob's a great friend of mine. It's one thing for Matt Norlander and Gary Paris, CBS Sports, Zach Kroll from the College Hoops Daily Podcast. It's one thing for us to talk about him. It's another thing for Stephen A. Smith, the most prominent person in sports media, to discuss him. And I don't think this is going away. If anything... I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger as the season goes on. For people who don't understand kind of how postseason and NCAA tournaments work, keep in mind, when Alabama gets to the SEC tournament, it's not just going to be Alabama beat writers that are that are there, and it's not just going to be the beat writers of their opponent that's there. It's going to be 14 different fan bases with 14 different media groups that are going to be there. So for the first time since all this happened, Kentucky's media will be there. And, you know, since the information came out, Tennessee's media and Missouri's media and whoever, Texas A&M's media. And so there's only going to be more questions on Nate Oates. And I'll take it a step further. Once the NCAA starts, then you get the national media coming in. Then you get the USA Todays, the ESPNs, the Fox Sportses. You might get outlets that wouldn't normally cover college basketball that are going to come in. CNN. NBC News, ABC Nightly News, CBS News, whatever. This is only going to get bigger. And from a basketball perspective, I'll be fascinated to see what happens because I can tell you, if you watch the Alabama game on Wednesday, that looked like a rattled and shaken program. Now, maybe it was just because it was a road game. There was a lot going on. But Brandon Miller carried him 41 points in that game. Outside of that, they did not look good. And so when you look ahead to the rest of the schedule, Right now, Alabama's 13 and one in SEC play or 12 and 13 and 14 and one, I think, three games to go. Look at their schedule Arkansas at home this weekend, Auburn at home early next week, and then at Texas AM. To expect them to go three and oh and close out the SEC and win the SEC regular season title, it ain't going to be easy. And that's not the team that I saw. And also, even if they win the next two games, they still got to go to College Station to end the season to win the SEC regular season championship outright. I don't see them going 3-0 and in the league. I don't see them having success in the postseason either, not with this cloud hanging over them. So it's going to be interesting to follow. It's going to be interesting to see. But my goodness, what a story this continues to be. We will obviously monitor it. But as of right now, Friday morning, late Thursday as I'm recording, it appears as though Alabama is going to comp- continue to play Brandon Miller, and we will obviously continue to cover this as the story unfolds. I think that's it for this episode of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. First of all, hope that opening segment made some semblance of sense. 
I tried my best. There was a lot, a lot of legalese. Had to make sure I got my allegedly's and supposedly's and accused and this and that. But it's a complicated story. Everybody has a little bit of a different frame of reference. So I wanted to make sure and understood. So I hope that all made sense. But it is time for me to get out of here, not only for today's show, but for this week. If you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, what are you doing? Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, YouTube. The YouTube channel is about to hit 21,000 subscribers. Thank you guys and girls for your support. Also, make sure that if you're not subscribed uh, to do so, leave a rating and review. Go on Apple. Give a quick five stars. It would really help. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. I hope that show was helpful, and we'll be back on Monday to hopefully talk a little bit of hoops on the court. Hope everybody has a great weekend. That's all. Shout out to Dorn Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick. You have fed unblock me, bro. I'll be back Monday. New episode, Aaron Torres Pop. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.